This programme was first broadcast on Otago Access Radio and made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Well, the Blind Foundation is encouraging New Zealanders to get out there mixing bowls, pop on their aprons and whip up some puppy-shaped bickies for the annual Blind Foundation Red Puppy Bicky Day to be held this year on Monday the 4th of July. Red Puppy Bicky Day raises necessary funds to support Blind Foundation guide dogs. Of course, raising guide dogs takes a huge amount of uh, time, effort and money, so a successful Red Puppy Bicky Day is key to the Blind Foundation's ongoing work. Here to tell us a little bit more about that work is the Blind Foundation's National Manager for Guide Dogs, Paul Metcalf. Thanks for joining us on the show, Paul. Good to have you with us. Good to be here, Jeff. Thank you. Paul, can we quantify in kind of money terms the cost of getting a puppy kind of fully trained and in place as a guide dog? Uh, That's always a very difficult question, Jeff, and I'm not trying to avoid that. Uh, It's just, uh, let me explain a little bit why it's difficult. Um, We actually start the process um, of seeking the right guide dogs uh, long before they're actually born. So we have our own uh, very specialised breeding programme here that we've built up over many years to help develop the right traits and temperaments that we need from our dogs. And then it goes right on through the puppy walking stage, uh, the formal training stage with our uh, experienced and qualified staff, and then on through the working years uh, as a a guide dog. So it could Mm. actually go on until the the dog's reached and sometimes beyond its 11th birthday. So you're looking at an overall period of somewhere in the region of about 12 years. And to try and break those uh, figures down into real specifics is very, very difficult. However, it is very safe to say that uh, it runs into many thousands of pounds, thousands of dollars. Sorry, the English coming back. Right? <laughs> yeah. Tell us, Paul, a little bit about that kind of front end of the process. How do you even begin to source the right kind of dog? Well, as I said, we've got, um, we've got our own specialised breeding programme that we've built up over a number of years. Uh, and as part of that, we're, we're actually a member of the International Guide Dog Federation. And that currently comprises of, uh, there's, there's 90 full members around the world. Um, plus just over 30 that are partway through the accreditation process. So we, we, we share, uh, to some extent, the, the, the genetics around our breeding program. So our breeding program's probably gone on for 20-plus years, but we do tap into similar breeding programs around the world that have gone on for 50 and 60 years. So we can really guarantee that we've got uh, the, the real best quality dogs um, as far as guide dog needs are, are concerned. And what we do is I've, I've got staff here who look at the, the the available traits and temperaments from the, the, the mums and dads that we've got there. And we'll we'll put them together to hopefully produce the, the right puppies. You will uh, have the recipe right, I guess, now in terms uh, we of... We hope to. <laughs> if you were to break down uh, a working guide dog's role into kind of key daily tasks, what, what would you describe them as? Um... <clears throat> Well, the, the actual tasks are as varied as your life and my life and your public on the street uh, because they're very much individual to the person who uses the dogs. But the basic remit uh, of all the dogs that we put out there is so that uh, a person who's blind or has low vision here in New Zealand can, through, through a guide dog and through, through many of the other services that we provide as a blind foundation, truly live a life without limits, just the same as you and I do. Um, give them the access to... Um, shops, to restaurants, to theatres, to public transport, uh, to give them the independence, as, as I said earlier, the independence that you and I have as we step outside our front doors. Paul, at the moment, how many guide dogs have we got currently placed and working in New Zealand? 
We have just under 230 working guide dogs around New Zealand, and that's from the very top to the very bottom. And how do you keep your finger on the pulse in terms of the demand for new dogs? Well, we listen to the people who need them. Um, we, we have a, a consultation group that's made up of um, the clients who use the dogs. Uh, they're, they're in touch with the, the, the people in their region, and they'll talk to us. But we've also got regional staff who work out there. We've got people down in Dunedin, Christchurch, Wellington, Tauron, all over. Uh, so we really do try to be there listening to our clients and saying, well, look, what is it that you need and how can we help? In terms Their of, voice is very, very important. Yeah, in terms of numbers, have you seen um, the number of working dogs uh, out and about in New Zealand remain reasonably consistent or is it a growing demand? Um, again, it fluctuates, that one, because as, as people retire with their current dogs, um, the number will drop a little bit, but then as we graduate new people with new dogs, um, again, the number goes up. But certainly we've seen it fairly static over the last few years, um, but that's one of the priorities that we're just looking at. So we'll be out there talking to people to make sure that um, people who do have the, the significant sight loss that we're talking about uh, are aware of what having a, a guide dog consists of and make sure they've got the right information. And who knows, hopefully we can uh, increase the number of people who want the dogs, but it's certainly remaining static at the very least. Can any fully trained dog work with any client, or is there a careful matching process necessary? Oh, there's a very, very careful matching process. Uh, the dogs themselves go, go through almost two years of training, and that's from the uh, the day-to-day training, the socialisation, our wonderful volunteers do, our puppy walkers. Uh, and then it comes in for the real formal training, the, the harness work. Um, and each of the dogs, just the same as human beings, they've got their own individual likes, dislikes, uh, skills, fears, strengths, that kind of thing. So we really do through, go through quite a scientific matching process, really. We'll match up the, the speed, the temperament, uh, the lifestyle, the likes, the dislikes, as I mentioned earlier. Um, so, yeah, what, what will suit one person who's wandering up and down Queen Street in Auckland won't necessarily suit somebody who lives out in the countryside and just wants to walk up and down fairly rural, fairly quiet lanes. So, mm. yes, very, very, very individual. And once that partnership is forged, is it a partnership for life? Uh, yep, hopefully. Um the, the the first thing that we do is we'll work with together with the the person themselves, the, the potential handler and the dog, make sure that we've got the bond right because if you get the bond right, then pretty much everything else will pretty much fall into place. And then we go through the, the, the technical program. But absolutely, um, the person sees the, 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 the dog as their partner for life because it helps them get out and about to where they need to be. And the dog sees exactly the same in the, in the handler. So, yeah, all being well. They'll have eight, nine years of uh, working partnership together. Paul, you mentioned uh, all of the expert effort that, that goes into bringing dogs up to speed, but you also mentioned the volunteers who help out. Tell us a little bit more about uh, that. Sure. We, we have, uh, just to give you an idea of the numbers, we have um, on staff, so paid staff, uh, varying levels of hours each week, uh, we have just over 50 staff. But to help us run this service, we have over 200 volunteers. That ranges from people who come in to help us one day a week in the in the kennels or the breeding centre, um, <clears throat> excuse me, right up to people who take our puppies and our breeding stock and let them live with them for, if it's puppies, for 12 to 14 months as part of their household 
going everywhere that the, the puppy walker goes to, or if it's our breeding stock, that can be up to five or six years. Um, and again, we really couldn't provide the service that we do without our volunteers. Very, very important to us. And that's aside from people who volunteer in other services, so the drivers, uh, people who read in our libraries. Uh, the, the, the whole organisation survives through the help of volunteers. Incredibly important. And also survives through the generous support of Everyday New Zealanders and hence Red Puppy Bicky Day, Paul. Um, this has obviously been a crucial and quite fun part of the day, of the year for you guys, but obviously uh, on a serious note, uh, the funds raised on this day, how significant are they in terms of your overall operation? Uh, very much very much so. Uh, the guide dog service, for instance, operates purely upon the, the charitable dollar. Uh, sometimes that's uh, working in partnership with an, an organisation who might help us with dog food, uh, but it's also working on the, the street appeals that we have twice a year, uh, the legacies that come in, but things like the, the Bicky Day, what that does, it, we, we know as a society, and this happens all around the world, that uh, there's always people asking for more voluntary donations, uh, and this is all about injecting a little bit of fun in there as well, so we, we inject a bit of fun so people get together, uh, make the biscuits, sell the biscuits, have a good old time doing that. I've seen the kitchen after my daughter uh, <laughs> does these bickies, and believe me, it's uh, it's like a bombsite, dare I say it. Um, but it. But she has great fun, and then she goes out, she talks to people, uh, and, and all that's about, yes, it's raising the absolutely important, the crucial funds that we need, um, but spreading the awareness of the, the services that we do as well. All right, so the Blind Foundation's Red Puppy Bicky Day is Monday the 4th of July, so all uh, all keen bakers are encouraged to uh, bake f- uh, for a difference on the day for guide dogs by selling their puppy-shaped bickies to friends, to work colleagues and classmates. So how does it work? They essentially just register online, do they, um, Paul? Yeah, they can register online. Um, if they visit Bicky Day, B-I-K-K-I-E-D-A-Y, dot org, dot N-Z, uh, they register there. Everyone who registers can get a, a free puppy-shaped cookie cutter, so it will make it nice and easy for them. And then they can get access to various tips and recipes, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it'd be fantastic anyone who does this to send us some pictures of the uh, the creations that they come up with, and we can put them on our pages. And anyone who raises more than a hundred dollars this year will go into the draw to name one of those gorgeous guide dog puppies. That's an honour. Absolutely, it certainly is. That's something we usually reserve for people who uh, donate quite significant amounts of money. Uh, and how that works is every litter that comes along, we start their names with the, the next letter in the alphabet. Uh, so we've currently got the S and the T litters in our breeding centre. Uh, so as we progress through, you'll come up with the U's and V's. And uh, yeah, uh, great honour, great privilege to name one of our puppies. All right, well, it's not far away. You want to get baking, you want to hop online to bickyday.org.nz and sign up, get all the bits and pieces you need, including your red puppy-shaped cookie cutter, and uh, get baking. And I tell you what, take it to your schools, take it to your workplaces, sell them among your friends and families, and raise uh, what you can to support the great work that Paul Metcalf's been telling us about this morning. Uh, thank you, Paul. Uh, all the very best for a very successful red puppy bicky day this year. Thank you, Jeff, and have a great day. This programme was first broadcast on Otago Access Radio and made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air.